Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show you can always download this on its own podcast feed just search permission granted in your favorite podcast platform or you can get it on the normal da show podcast feed where we have the best of the show and the full four hours every single day so last week myself and pete the body and andrew kaplan all back in studio together actually pete's been here throughout the duration of the pandemic but it was the return of Cap and I. And then we also had Get Me Sam Rubinoff back in studio as well, in for Mraz. Now, this week is the first week Mraz is back in studio, and we're taping this after a Tuesday show. So your first chance to be back around the studios. So what is still bogus is doing it from the home office, home studios. He has a different setup than us because he's got multiple stations to, to care for with the updates but what's been your initial reaction to being back? It feels in a weird way like I never left mm-hmm. in some ways. Everybody, hey, what's going on? You're just right back in seamless. And then there are certain things. Oh, this is new. Audio editing, plugging in a power cord on your drop machine. Certain people aren't here anymore that were here before we left for pain. It's mm-hmm. weird not seeing certain people that were friends and colleagues. But other than that, I, I feel like day two, we're off and running here. That's it. There's no real transition left. I have found this. I was thinking about this last night. This will end up being for all of us across America that were working from home and then returned at some point in time. One of the most bizarre circumstances life will ever throw at us from a work standpoint. Because how often do you ever do something every day and get really familiar with it, then remove yourself from it for a year and a half, And then everybody comes right back to doing the same exact thing a year and a half later. And it's almost like, it's almost like you got MIB zapped. (laughs) Like the year and a half didn't happen. 
you know, is it so wild that we were just kind of transported for 18 months out of this and we come back and it's just like everybody right back to what we were doing as though nothing ever changed. That's a great way to look at it because it's unlike where if something were to happen to you or I where we were just gone for 18 months and we came back. Everybody, you know, of course, except for Pete and others that were around, but the majority of, of employees we're all seeing are all doing the same thing as us coming back. So, yeah, it's you're right. It's just whatever that date was, it was like March 7th, 2019, and now we're here today, and there was nothing in between because— 2020. Right. 20, this is I've lost all track on what year it is because I've been MIB zapped. It just feels like somehow you edited the two together. Now, if you scotch taped it, we're back to, yeah, I saw you the other day. What's going on? It's a very weird premise. It was a long time. You don't realize because when you come back to it being the same, it just feels the same. We're in the same studios. We've got the same equipment. We have the same team. It's all the same. Same bosses, relatively speaking. But you look back, you're like, that was a year, almost a year and a half that just evaporated. It just went away. Like, I bring this up because I was walking around the offices last week, and I saw guys that I haven't seen in a year and a half. Like, I saw Mike Samter, the producer of Tiki and Tierney. I saw, who else did I see? I saw Tom DiCelestino, now the producer of Writer Than You. I saw Sam Rubinoff for the first time in a year and a half. When he was producing. I saw Connor Green for the first time in a year and a half. Oh, I haven't seen Connor yet. And there was noticeable physical differences. Connor and Sam had lost weight. And I said to them, you guys look great. And they both said, yeah, during pandemic, we actually were losing weight. And you said, even though I've seen you at Bob's Bar, you're like, I came in and I saw you for the first time and you looked different to me. How do you feel this morning? I think it's nice to see everybody. It's a little different. You look very muscular. It looks like you put on a lot of kind of like wow. those pictures of Shohei Otani from three years ago wow. to now. I was just telling Pete, you look different through mm. the glass. Mm. Uh, the glass is still dirty. Light bulbs are still out. Right. Uh, I don't have an arm on a chair. Mm. So things are back to normal, I would say, pretty quickly here. And I think <laughs> you what you realize is that when you're away from somebody for a year plus, and you just see them again, there's probably going to be some physical differentiation. Now, this is very apples and oranges, but you're right. This was the feeling I had. It's like, I, I remember this distinctly. Growing up, you watch Shaq on TV. You watch Shaq on TV. And then all of a sudden, you get decent basketball seats, and you see Shaq at Continental Airlines Arena, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is what Shaq looks like in person. <laughs> and this was the feeling I got. And I have seen you a couple times throughout pandemic. We've gotten together a couple times. But there was just, I sat down in that chair, and I looked through the glass at you, and you got your forearms out, and it was, it just gave me that same kind of feeling of, oh, this is what DA looks like in front of you while he's doing this instead of on the Zoom cameras. It was odd. Stu Kovacs from Bruce's JR Sports Brief. I saw him yesterday. He is thin as a rail. He mm. always, not that he was fat, but he was a thicker guy. He looks like an Under Armour mannequin now. Really? And what you really take away here is everybody looks better except me. So that is <laughs> another big takeaway. Every, uh, everybody, everybody looks better but me. Now that you see Cap's Messiah figure-like hair, what do you think about it? Shoulder length, long, curly, sandy brown hair. I don't know how to talk to him. It is a little hard. I don't know. Like, and it's, it's, it's a combination of I don't know whether I'm supposed to take you seriously. I don't even know if you're the same person. I don't know if maybe you got very religious during these times. I don't know if I could joke with you the same way. Kaplan, 
I, I just he's the one I need the adjusting period the most with. It's one of those things where I'm staring at him across the the way. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just looking at Cap's hair <laughs> through these glass. He looks like windows. Val Venus did in 1999 on Raw. He just, I don't. Yeah, it's got to be something where his girlfriend loves it because yeah. I don't think you make that choice without the yes from the significant other because it's a dramatic change. Well, and I think a lot of people had. Right, the point in time in the pandemic where a significant other was going to have to make a call because remember, you literally could not get your hair cut mm-hmm. outside your home. That was one of the last things that opened up as things started to open up. So everybody got to the point, you, you know, okay, somebody's got to virtually teach me how to cut. Either your significant other looked at it and you said, all right, it's time to clean this up. We have to figure out something. Or somebody said, oh, it's cool. Keep it going. He has gone way past the stop sign <laughs> of, the, of the third base coach holding him up and he's just running with it, just absolutely running with it. I also feel like this. I feel like coming back to the studio, it's kind of the same, but it's also kind of, it's such a bizarre experience because it's the same building, but no sales staff is here. That's true. Most technical staff isn't here. Like there's a few engineers, but not a lot. And most executives I don't think are here. If they are, I haven't seen them. Or at least... I think I should correct you. What you're getting here now is unless you're on the air at a certain time, you're getting a lot of, yeah, we're due back in the office, but we're making our own hours. Mm. So I think we're missing a lot of people in the morning. So it also feels like one of these movies where you fall asleep and you wake up in the same city, but everybody's moved out of the city and you're kind of there alone, a little bit like I I Am Legend. Right. It, It does feel a little bit like nobody's been around here for a while. Right. You know, there's this... There's this turtle hat out there on the desk, okay? It's one of these minor league teams. It's probably like the the Sioux, you know, the Sioux Falls Sea Turtles or something like that. Right. And I'm like, kind of a cool hat. I might actually wear this hat. But I don't know if that's a promotional hat that was dropped off to the studio, if that's somebody's personal hat that they wear every day. I don't know because I can't tell what's been moved yesterday versus the last two years. Everything seems to be in that weird, has this been like this for two years, or is it just been moved there today? Yeah, there's posters behind you that I remember taping this PGP looking at and just thinking about how much time we spent at home. That's from holidays. A, those two posters are from a show that doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> right. You're right. That's night. an octagon. Those are That's that octagon show that we used to right. have. Right. Yeah, so the that, podcast. So that's 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 been there a while. On top of DA, I I stared at it again this morning. I stared at it yesterday morning. I am afraid to open my locker that has been locked for two oh, years. Oh, you haven't opened it yet? I don't know. I think there could be a box of cereal in there. I don't know if there are bugs in there. Uh-huh. I am scared to open and see what's in it. <laughs> could be mouthwash. Could be ketchup. I don't know what I left behind two years ago in a locker, and I have not unlocked it. <laughs> it feels like... We're back in this kind of warehouse where more boxes are here than we left, but nobody's actually been here since we left. Like, there just seems to be more crap around, doesn't there? There does. You know what? And more lights are off than... <laughs> yes. I think we're conserving energy now through this whole thing. I, You know me. I'm a fan of all these network dramas. And there was an episode of Chicago PD I caught on Rerun. And this is what you're talking about makes sense to me. There was, a, a fortunately, an old man that went missing. He wandered out of his house. He was getting Alzheimer's. 
And they found him at the first home he bought with his wife. And the house was since vacant and all the walls were falling mm-hmm. down. And this is kind <laughs> of what it feels mm-hmm. like. It feels like if we were to have grown old, maybe lost our mind a little bit, and then like we woke up and we just tried to find our way back to the studio. And this is what the studios look mm-hmm. like now. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really... It's very bizarre. I mean, the equipment works for the most part, but then again, our simulcast stuff is not working. So we came back, right? And we can't get the cameras working right now, right? And 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 that's the other thing with Kaplan's long hair. I'm trying, you know, you're looking for answers. I'm I'm trying to relay back. So Kaplan, when we get this working, I don't know if we'll ever get it working. Well, okay, <laughs> we've completely changed our attitude with the long hair. It's a wild thing. I just keep thinking to myself, I'll never have this experience again because. If you ever leave a job and you come back, you're the only one that comes back to a fully functioning system and you kind of like wave hello to everybody. Right. And and they welcome you back. But you never all leave in unison and then come back in unison as though nothing ever changed except all the time it passes. Have you ever seen the movie Flight of the Navigator? No. Okay, so this is shockingly a 1980s film. And of course, it's about a young boy. I'm sure you've seen it 14 times without watching another new movie. Very much so. <laughs> young boy in Florida in the in the late 80s, mid 80s, he gets abducted by aliens. He doesn't realize this though because he kind of gets knocked over in the grass, and then he like wakes up and he has no kind of semblance of what happened. He wakes up and he goes back home, and he knocks on the and he looks around his neighborhood and he's like, "Well, this looks like my neighborhood, but." doesn't quite look the same. But anyway, I'm going to go home. He knocks on the door, and his family doesn't live there anymore. Oh. His family had sold the house. I believe his family had sold the house. I think. Either way, when his family sees him, he had a brother who was, you know, let's say six years old. When his brother sees him, he ha- his brother has aged seven years. The kid hasn't. So his mom and dad are older by seven years. His brother's older by seven years, but he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know what happened. They piece it together, and he got abducted by very friendly aliens that he ended up having a very good relationship with. Sounds like the 80s. Took him on a a real fun (laughs) adventure. It wasn't like a probing, weird thing, but that's what it feels like. Like, you wake up, and you go back to the studio, and seven years had passed, and you're like, well, everybody's a little bit older. Some people are a little bit more thin. Some people are a bit more paunchy. You know, but it's kind of the same. It's not quite the same. It It is totally bizarre world. But to, to that point, like, that's why I feel like it's seamless today. It's just kind of already getting to feel normal. And you've already been now week two, which mm-hmm. is just, we're just accepting of this, right? Because we have no other choice. It is. Yeah. You're right. We will never, we should think about this moment more because we should never, hopefully never experience this the rest of our lives. I knew something was the same but different last week. We were taping the PGP, and I was on the phone with Aiden, so Aiden couldn't see it. But right on that desktop over there where free food usually comes in, there were three bags from Wendy's. And so I knew, okay, we're kind of back to normal. Uh, Wendy's had dropped off three promotional bags of whatever their new sandwich is, and it was to try the food. And I'm sitting here taping with Aiden. We're talking about the Deer District Diaries. And here comes one engineer who sticks his fist in there and tries to root around and pick something up and leaves it. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then one of the part-time overnight producers walks by and looks in the bag and looks at the second bag and stuffs his hand in there and 
doesn't take anything out of it. Oh, and then, then another WFAN producer comes by, notices it. And of course, I'm looking at it like, I wonder what's in that bag. I wonder if there's free breakfast sandwiches. And then he looks in there and leaves it. And, and I realize that it must have been picked through already by the time 10 a.m. rolled around and all the sandwiches were gone. But everybody had the same like vulture idea of coming what, by. Ooh, what's in there? So it was like everybody had the same instincts. Free radio food is here. Let's go in and and dig our claws into it. But it's not quite the same because clearly Wendy's prepared for like six people instead of 26 people, which we used to get food for. Right. And you used to have to elbow people out of the box. But what it did show you is after a pandemic, everybody doesn't care about just touching stuff and putting it right back. I'll tell you, my we are back to that. My local supermarket, if you would have went there Two months ago, let's see, it's July now, so in May, everybody's wearing a mask, even if they got vaxxed. Now, the sign says on the on the grocery store for months now, if you've been vaccinated, no mask. But if no vaccine, you need to wear a mask. Everybody's still wearing a mask, even if they've been vaccinated. Right. A month later, it's like maybe half and half. And you're like, oh, I guess these people haven't been vaxxed yet. And you're looking at people a little bit curiously and like, oh, I shouldn't get too close to you in the lettuce right. line. And I'll wait till you pass the cereal until I can go back to the cereal. And I went in yesterday and not one single person had a mask on. So life has gone back to yeah. complete, like nobody cares anymore. I Yesterday as I was leaving early in the morning, my wife woke up out of a sleep and ran me down a mask. Because my masks were always, we got so used to leaving them, you know, you'd hang them on like your rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Like that was the go-to. I didn't have my car, so that wasn't like my dad's car. She re- realized that, and I had not. I'm going on two months of not putting on a mask once anywhere. I hadn't had to go really? anywhere without a mask. I haven't had to go to a doctor's, nothing like that. And I was like, oh my god, that's right. I might have to bring a mask into the building. I I have now already gotten to the point where like I forget that you may need them. Like that's how little places I've had to go to. With. Well, my first day coming back to the office last week, I thought we did need them, so I was okay. wearing one when I walked into the lobby. But then I realized you didn't. Yeah, it, it, I mean, anything seems to be going Yeah, at this point, there's here, no rules. No. This is make make your rules up as you right. go. exactly. So we're back. I really like being back. It's been fun. The energy's been great. Camaraderie's been great. Seeing everybody's been great. Technologically, it's good. So I've enjoyed coming back. But who knows when Bogues is coming back? Holding out. Holding out? He's like Aaron Rodgers. He is worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's like Aaron Rodgers. You don't know he's throwing footballs off the boat in Lake Tahoe. And, and He's talking about his mental health. And what's also great about it is Bogus's fight to come back is also like a union fight. So you feel like you're in the NFL locker room. Hey, I'm not touching his money. <laughs> like that's, that's up to him and the union rule. Fight that grief. It's on your own. It is so similar. Really? I mean, who's his who's his player rep? Is it Chris Paul talking about the lockout? Yeah, so that's the that's the last piece of the puzzle now. We got everybody back, but we don't know. We don't know about Bogues. We, I, mean, I was happy I saw Bogues last week. I don't know when I'll ever see him again. He said that he got chatted up quite a number of oh. times. Number one, about the dog situation, when I wanted the dog out of the Merez household so that we didn't get barked in the middle of segments. I was just saying about Rob Manfred before I was very rudely interrupted by a dog at Merez's house, one of the many, because that's apparently how we're doing sports radio on a nationally syndicated radio network these days with just multiple dogs happen to be barking upstairs. We got to get to the studio here. This is ridiculous. We're just in the middle of takes and just dogs are barking like we're at the kennel. They are out. Get them out. Don't worry. We're not going to hear them the rest of the show. Do we have a baby that's going to be on your lap next? No. Nope. What do we? They're all out. Everybody's out. Everybody's now cleared the house. So we don't have anybody grabbing the mic in front of you. Any nope. dogs or animals running around? We have no no wife that's going to be slamming a door, throwing laundry downstairs. None of this. No bucks. No hawks. No no animals. No people. No nothing. But number two. That upside-down Mike monopolized his time. He said out of the five hours he was there or four hours he was there, three or four of the hours was by upside-down Mike. I felt horrible. And that Nancy, your mom, had to tug him on the shoulder and say, if you need to tap out, let me know. I felt horrible. You know, we were entertaining a bunch of people, and I kept going over him. And every time I went over him, there was Mike on his shoulder. It was like Pereira in the booth doing, <laughs> doing the <laughs> NFC Championship game. A million flags. He's just in there giving you commentary. But I... I Bogus had had time to walk away. He didn't. I was just glad to see him and his wife. They came out and they had a good time. Bayou Bear cleaned up for that event. He did. He did. So He was wearing a shirt, which was the first time I had seen him with a shirt on in person. The twist of this event was it was actually a follow-up to our Bob's Bar show, by the way, because originally we were going to try to do it on a Friday and have a band out there and everything that went with it. I couldn't really cancel the band. I didn't want to do that to him. So when we did the show on a Thursday, I was going to keep the band to play that Friday. And then rain came in. So they said, well, let's pick a rain date. So we said, well, let's do it into the 4th of July weekend. So I had done the show with Bogish that morning. And I said, oh, you know, if you, you and Pete, you guys want to stop by or whatever. And thinking, you know, when you invite people and it's just kind of like, oh, thanks. for Bogues and his wife were all about it. Like they couldn't wait to get a babysitter and come out and watch the band. So they came. He was hanging with the Bayou Bear. The Bayou Bear was all done up nice. You're right. He wasn't shirtless. Like my mom would have crushed him if he was shirtless. Have embarrassment again. But other than that, yeah. So this event time. with the band for 4th of July was a more important event to Nancy than the Bob's Bar show? No, the Bob's Bar show embarrassed her that uh. the Bayou Bear sat there shirtless because <laughs> my mom has this, again, fake reality that people come there and 
come to Bob's bar or come over and, and like expect like suddenly we've classed it up. Like they don't know. There's like some kind of weird trashiness to Was she upset with Foxy as well? Because Foxy ended up going shirtless for most of the day because of the Bayou Bear. So no, and this is my problem. I think she is more mm. you can't be sloppy and fat and shirtless. Fat and I shame. I had this argument with her about it. I said it's fun because I brought that up. It's funny somebody else doesn't do it, but so you you have a problem with bigger people because I'm bigger. And it's just, I went down the wrong hole. It was not a fight. I was willing to pick. And what'd she say? No, that's not what I mean. You're my son. It's just people come over and you see, you know, a 400-pound guy with his shirt off. And it gives off the wrong impression. I'm like, what impression do you think people are coming here for? They don't think they're going to the Met. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> so she'd be okay with you being shirtless? Yeah, I mean, because she makes excuses for me for everything. So, of course, she would be, you know. It's not his fault, blah, blah, blah. But anybody else shirtless, if you're big and heavy, suddenly that's a big issue because it's embarrassing to Bob's bar in their house. Didn't we bring up, though, the fact a couple of PGPs ago that you felt like your parents don't make the excuses for you and they make your, the excuses for your your sisters? Well. That you had grown up on the tough streets of the Mraz household? They left me out to dry. They they might make excuses for me now, but I, I didn't, like, reap actual benefits. I, I had to pay for my own cell phone, like, all that kind of stuff. Mm. They... My sisters got the golden spoon stuff. I did not. Okay, so your sisters kind of... They learn what mistakes they made with me. But they make excuses for me now, yes. <laughs> so they let your sisters float by easier. But now they make excuses for you. Yes. They're maybe... I, I had to figure it out. Compensating? Yeah, like, just you know, little things. They had cars bought and for... Like, daddy and mommy looked out for the girls. Sean was, hey, go figure it out. Go work. Go do this. But now that I've figured it out, if anybody dare attacks me, now they make excuses <laughs> okay, for me. Okay. And But Bob still doesn't want you borrowing that car. He's just, you're going to get it dinged up in the city. It, yesterday, did you did you hit anybody? That, had you parked the car? I'm like, I was fine. I was fine. <laughs> and just, he's all over me. It, it's, it's relentless. I just need this. And like you point out with the car situation, the whole thing's a nightmare. Nightmare. I'm going for paying like two fifty a month in my car. I might be paying like eight hundred dollars a month for a car right now. Eight hundred. We were looking at like regular cars yesterday with this. I'm like, forget about it. I will hitchhike the rest of my life. So I don't know what's going to happen. Can you take here. the train situation? I can. How am I getting to the train? Hmm. I'm not. You think my wife with a kid is waking up at three o'clock in the morning to drive me to a train? <laughs> when I move back to the house, that ain't happening. So I'm going to, I have to get a car. Like I, I need a car, but this is just the worst time to have a car problem. Mm. A daily cab to take you to the train and back? Think about that. What life is that? Who could live like that? I might as well live in the city then. <laughs> well, the funny thing is it's only like a mile and a half to I the know, train station. I know, but then now I'm paying for a cab. Then I'm paying for the but how much is that cab? Yeah, you add it up every day. Is it five bucks maybe? Seven bucks. Okay. Now you're talking about 35 bucks a week. At 60, 90, you get it back too. There yeah. and back. So you look at almost 240 bucks of cabs a month. Then it's 350 for the train. Now think about what we made up. Now you're at $600 plus the metro card's going to be another 100. You're $700. I might as well buy the car and have the car payment. <laughs> That's true. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm screwed. Whatever. I mean, why is that funny to you? It's awful. I just, I, I really enjoy the moments where you just kind of like break, throw your hands over there and say like, whatever, it all sucks. Because it's nothing like, 
You told me a long time ago, you, you can't beat yourself up about what you can't control. I can't control this. I need a car, and what I have no choice. I have no choice. You can't buy a jalopy? What is that? Like a bad, like... Yeah, junker. So I can, but I got a lot of money tied up in this renovation right now. Like, <laughs> hey, I got a lot of money tied I up do. in this project over here. I do. I, I have certain things set aside, and um, we're paying grandma's back stuff. They're... The savings has been at least currently frozen. That's the problem. So in a couple months, we're going to figure this all out. We're going to be all right just in time for me to have to figure out how to feed another baby. Can you get a cheap junker to get you to the train? I probably could. Can I, you get a car for 7000 bucks or something like that, five grand, just to get you back and forth to the train? I can, but now you're talking about like those cars you used to be able to get like 10 years ago, no problem. They have like 160,000 miles on them. I feel like the moment I buy them, <laughs> I'm two weeks into needing a transmission, and now I'm really committed, and I flushed the thousands of dollars down. You can't trust anything. So we just we press on, and we figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, what's the cheapest lease you can get, you think? I don't know, but that's the mileage now we're talking about. Then you have to worry about miles. I'm going back and forth to the city. What I think we're leaning towards is I think I am inevitably going to absorb Danielle's car, and I think she is going to, if we're going to have to spend a lot of money anyway, spend a lot of money and get an SUV with two kids on the way, and then she takes that to work. That seems to be the trend as of last night's discussion. And then financially, you got the second kid coming. It's a nightmare. I am absolutely screwed. <laughs> Jeep. Gee whiz, better start getting some clicks. This football season's important. So timing-wise, you decided to go full-on renovations as the second kid comes in, and the first one's still pretty expensive. Well, first one getting more expensive. Renovations decided, contract signed. Two weeks later, found out there was a kid coming. Renovations took forever and underwriting after it was signed, so then the kid got even closer to coming. Oh. And then as renovations are almost nearing completion, kid that much closer, car gets totaled. I return to needing to be in Manhattan, which costs money to get here. Oh. You should join Bogus's union. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I'm in the same union. Nobody fought for me. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good point. Like, I'm like, wow. Yeah, we're all in the same union. Yeah, he doesn't have a different union. I don't know what, where he got this guy or the grievance for. <laughs> Nobody ever came to me and was like, hey, DA, just so you know, if you're not comfortable going back to the office, like, we'll, we've got some ideas, no. but we'll fight for you. It's like, no, you're on your own. You're going back to the office. Your ass is going to be back in that studio the moment that they say green light. Right. Worst of all, we got ordered to come back by a boss who isn't even our boss anymore. <laughs> what the heck did he care to push it so much for? It, that is very true. It was like the final presidential pardon. Like, you know. For some reason, it was like the outgoing president. Our our former boss, Mark Chernoff, was inducted into the Hall of Fame, had this epic, iconic career of he worked with Howard Stern and Mike and the Mad Dog and Don Imus, and he's run CBS Sports Radio and WFN in New York. And a month before he retired, he was like, you guys got to come back. You got to come back. You got to come back. Why do you care? And then the Friday before we came back was his final day I came back on a Tuesday. It was basically my first day back at the office, and my boss for eight and a half years, he gone. Yeah. We don't even see the new boss. He's making up his own hours, too. So it's like if if Mark would have retired two months from now, we probably would have come back two months from now. Yeah. It was like just before I'm out of here, my final thing is I got to I gotta do this. Imagine caring that much about a job you're about to leave. I would have mailed that in months ago. Work from home the rest of your life. What do I care? Somebody else's problem.
Had to get us back. That was the final, Great. final move. Great. I hope he enjoys his pool time the rest <laughs> of the summer. All right, side B with Bogues. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> it's side B of the PGP. I'm broadcasting from a studio with Andrew Bogus. This is Mraz. Hello, Bogues. How are you? Is this a Halloween-themed intro? No, that was a spooky voice. Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know. I, I winged it. I did a little something different here. This is doing it not at home. Obviously, as me and DA just tackled, and now a side B where you are uh, you are left. And as I brought up like an NFL locker room, let the union keep fighting for you, buddy. Let the union keep fighting for you. I don't care if I don't see you for months. <laughs> nobody, nobody is fighting for me. The long story is... Um, this is still a voluntary decision to go back to the office, and I've decided not to go back to the office yet. That's all this is going on here. And I ran it by everybody, so we're all, we're all good. I'm I'm not, just, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, a, I'm not as um, strong in my stance as Aaron Rodgers, but I think the question does remain is who goes back first, him or me, and we'll find out over the summer, I guess. I'm just doing this so I won't get fined. I'm just doing this so I won't get fined. <laughs> That's an Andrew Bogus who, move. by DA? Yes. Well, Bogus, no, just I was doing the Marshall Lynch. Bogues, what uh, what was your big takeaway from the Ruick upside down Mike bachelor party story? Upside down Mike is tweeting the d bag that tried to rent us an RV for my bachelor party in Chicago. The door didn't work, so that delayed us six hours because the locksmith couldn't fix it. The RV had no inspection. We ended up renting a car at 11 p.m. and drove two different cars to Chi Town. Trash them. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. <laughs> I saw Upside Down Mike tweeting about this. He drove to Chicago from New York over the weekend I, for a bachelor party? I witnessed this whole thing. My future brother-in-law went to rent an RV, did so, turned out the RV might be stolen, had no inspection, no, no registration. And when he parked it and got out at my parents' house, the door would not open, so they had to have somebody blow out the door. And they had to drive a doorless RV back to Queens. Doorless? And the guy has basically stolen their money and run because he probably stole the RV because my stupid brother-in-law found it on Facebook Marketplace. Then they drove two cars to Chicago, six hours delayed, including one being a Tesla that had to charge at a Roy Rogers every three hours. (laughs) (laughs) And they got there in time to go to one Cub game, go to the Cubby Bear, only to turn around and drive home. (laughs) He rented an RV off of Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, yeah, because this was their idea. One of the guys didn't want to fly. It might have been Upside Down Mike, so they went to rent an RV, and it was hot, stolen, and a door broken. (laughs) Come on, Damon. Wake up. I mean, it just... Wherever you guys came from, it's called West Babylon, but I don't know if that's really what it should be called. I mean, I, I just... I don't know of a place that has produced... So much mayhem, or maybe me and DA and Pete have just led really, really boring, uneventful lives, and therefore this seems so peculiar to us, but it's commonplace everywhere else. But I mean, that story was like three times worse than anything I've ever been around. So I mean, I don't I don't even know where to begin that. I mean, I guess my first thought is, who thought that renting an RV from a stranger off of Facebook for something as important as a bachelor party was a good idea. We should probably start <laughs> there because, I mean, that is an all-time bad decision. I don't want to say that they deserve to have the crappy weekend. Well, upside down, Mike got, But that's 
No, but that's but that's the this is why you don't do this. This is why you don't rent things off of Facebook because you might end up with an RV that might be stolen, doesn't have a door, and then doesn't have a guy to give you your money back when you ask for it. Now there needs to be a couple anecdotes here because we told obviously the funny edginess of the story. Two things are both true here. Number one, it it appears as if the time they spent in Chicago. Upside Down Mike and company had a great time. Wrigley ended up being a great time. The bar scene outside Wrigleyville ended up being a great time. Obviously, the problem was the adventure in getting there. But they still ended up with a good time. So that's number one. Number two, I do want to classify because I've gotten a lot of heat post-show that the Lake Placid, Lake George story, I might be confused a little bit. The theory was that the girl thought that she was booking Lake George, but that is not confirmed. And the girls want to stress that they had a great time. A great time of that trip. So that those X's and O's I need to connect. But on that so, note about wait, the wait, RV, can, yeah. Can I can I jump in here too? Because this all of this came up when we were at your house the Friday before Fourth of July, and me and Upside Down Mike, I think, spent seventy five percent, if not more, of my time in Bob's bar together. And I remember him or somebody else mentioned. Oh no, I I asked after he told me about his trip. I said, "And where is your fiance going?" He said, "Lake Placid." Cause I remember going. Yeah. In my head, like, oh, okay. I mean, I, 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 that's a weird choice, but I know that they do things not in the winter there, and maybe it's better than I even know about. So, okay, fine to eat, you know, to eat her own. So, Blake Placid was the story I was told two weekends ago. No, and that was where they were going. I think where I am getting misconstrued a little bit is I think they had a great time, and I think they had a great time in Lake Placid. I think the thought was that. She or others might have thought in hearing stories about Lake George that Lake Placid was Lake George, and that just didn't trigger and fire. And that kind, you know what I'm saying? Where the other people said, I, right. I think she might have thought Lake Placid was Lake George, that kind of deal. But ends up being, and then a they great drove time. five hours past Lake George to get to Lake Placid. <sighs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but they, apparently, they all had a great time. So all of the, the, it was all a great time. But as far as who thought it was a good idea, from what I gather. I actually think the idea in premise is good. If you get a bunch of dudes, we're going to do a cross uh, trip to the Midwest and go to Chicago to Wrigley. Uh, instead of getting plane tickets, now I would, I'm a guy who likes to fly. Get in the RV and let's do this. The problem is when you're doing the RV overnight, you're not stopping and seeing anything. So that kind of defeats the purpose, in my mind, of doing it. And number two, you would be surprised at how hard it is to rent an RV for this kind of scenario, not just to go camping on a beach on Long Island, to get an RV. Rent it reputable yeah. and get it to Chicago, and I think that was the problem. The idea was there, but the availability just didn't meet the demand. So I've had now multiple RV conversations in the last couple of weekends because it came up with Mike, and then it came up again. Actually, I think like two or three days later at a kids' party, talking to other parents about RVs, and I said, you know, I would love to because my buddies. Friends of friends in college did this right after we all graduated. They would fly to a city, rent an RV there, and then do a circuit of baseball games and then get, you know, and do a circle and then fly back home. Like one year they went to Chicago, did the two stadiums there, went through Ohio to Kansas City to to Milwaukee to Detroit, back to Chicago, and then flew home. I said that'd be a great idea. And someone said the problem part of that is I guess RV rentals are are always by default long term. Like you can't just rent one for three days. Like they want you to pay for it for weeks or like a full month. So like it's a really complicated process. So maybe it was in one way smart to go to Facebook, whatever. But I mean, boy, did they get burned. They got burned. They got burned. And I, I truthfully felt bad for my future brother-in-law because he, he ends up looking silly in this because he's going to take oh, the brunt of it. He booked it. But he was trying to do his damn best as a best right. man. 
You know, and I, and I got to be honest, as far as, you know, the regular guys are ready to party. They were, you know, one guy handled the Airbnb, which, again, not that hard to figure out how to get an Airbnb. Another one was looking into Wrigley tickets and everything. I think finding the RV is the hardest job of it all, and he really poured his heart and soul. When I tell you he went to Queens, like, on his own to meet the guy. So I really feel bad about how this turned out for him. And then when the RV door wasn't opening and he was the first to notice, I mean, he was working on this thing for a good two, two and a half hours before anybody else in this bachelor party even showed up to kind of lend a hand. So he went through the stress of it all, and, I, like, in the end, you can't, like, it's a story you're always going to laugh at. Oh, remember when uh, when the best man ended up doing this with the RV? And, boy, that's just, that's rough heat to catch, folks. Yeah, and, and it's never going to not be told. It's always going to come up. Hopefully, it's the worst that happens to their marriage beforehand, that they got Lake Placid and not Lake George, and they got the wor- the world's worst RV. Hopefully, this is the bottom for the two right. of them, and it's only going north from here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this this story is going to live on for forever. And of course, they had a good time. And, and, and any group of friends would have had a good time. But I would, like you just said, it would bother me forever that I messed up my buddy's trip like that. Right, exactly. It, it does stink. And it's just funny, too, because upside down, Mike can't help himself. I was going to leave this story alone. This was not my trash. I had my own problems and stuff, and he had right. to tweet about it. <laughs> and he just, and of course, it's going to lead to follow-up, so I'm going to be the one pressed against the mat. Well, you know, what happened right. here, what happened there? But what what an unbelievable, if you were planning a bachelor bachelorette party, whatever, just think of the RV situation, potentially stolen, door not working, and... <laughs> Taking a Tesla with the void tolls across the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even then, it's crazy oh. to avoid tolls. Why are we circling back through Columbus, Ohio? I don't know. On what, what a trip. Just remember, your bachelor bachelorette party you have coming up cannot get worse than that. Bogues, we're going to wrap it here, buddy. We're going to wrap it here. I had fun talking to you, but... Dems the brakes with Bob's car. I only have a uh, a metered parking spot for the next eight minutes I have to run down to, and the app will not let me reload the meter. So I'm giving you guys a full disclosure here. Uh, I would love to continue another five minutes or so, but I will get a ticket. My dad will get a ticket, and then nobody needs that problem. No, and plus, I think you need to be back at Bob's lot by, like, noon. So get out of here, get home, avoid all late charges and penalties. You need no more hassles in your life right now. (laughs) Bogues, I love you very long time. Goodbye, sweetheart. All right. At Andrew Bogish, at Mraz CBS is where you can follow us. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.